What's up, y'all? Episode 20. We are in the middle of a series on spiritual disciplines, and today we're going to be talking about prayer. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So we thought it'd be kind of fun. Um, as we've mentioned on here, we both have little girls. And um, I was just thinking through some prayers that my kids say, and I, I, I write them down a lot of times. And I came across this one, and I thought it was really cute. So this was... Oh my goodness, this was like a year ago almost. And Harper, so she was three. She said, Dear God, thank you for taking away my sinness. Sinness. That's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> taking away my sinness. That's really cool. I really like that. I love you. Amen. Which is so sweet and like totally so biblically sweet. accurate. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love hearing kids' prayers. It just warms my heart. And it's just so like they don't worry about yeah. what they're saying. It's just so real and raw. Yeah. And it's I like they're it. talking to one of us. Like it they're is. talking to a parent. Like it's so, so sweet. So let's, um, before we dive into prayer, let's kind of define it. So we all have the same understanding of what prayer is. Casey, do you have a good definition? Yeah. For us? So in systematic theology, it says prayer is personal communication with God. And I think Harper gave us a great example of that. Yeah. Just communicating with God. I like that definition because it's, simple and I feel like it's a approachable would that be the right word yeah yeah we can all understand it it's just communication with God um and then I got so uh, while we were at family camp our pastor had recommended getting a bible dictionary, dictionary I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing I didn't actually. either I really didn't I mean I knew about like commentaries yeah. and stuff like that but a bible dictionary or a, what is it concordance or whatever but a bible yeah. dictionary I don't even know that I knew that existed so. yeah I went to oh there's a note <gasps> oh, in it I love it when that happens <laughs> I just opened it for the first time <laughs> well to the front page to the front page for the right, first right, time right. <laughs> so I just got it this week I went to half price books and it's like a really old like smells old you know one of those kind of books I was trying to see it's when like it was written it's like 70s but, green yeah yeah, it's super green, like avocado. Yeah. Um, anyways, so the way they define prayer is it says, prayer is communion with God. It implies that God is a person able and willing to hear us who has created the universe and still preserves and governs all his creatures and all their actions. I like that. That makes me think of his, um, when we talked about his attributes, about how yeah. he's intimate and yes. just desires that relationship with us. Yes. And that not only he created, but he governs and sustains. And yes. Yep. His that's sovereign great. and just all the above. Yeah. So let's think about like back to when we were kids, since we're talking about our kids' prayers and that kind of thing. And I think when we think about prayer, a lot of how we feel about it as adults is kind of how we were taught about it as kids. So what was kind of your first experience with prayer? Do you remember all the way back then? Yeah. So I remember as a little kid, um, of course, saying prayers before mealtime, mm -hmm. saying God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Which and doesn't I even thought, rhyme. Well, you're right. It doesn't. <laughs> and I always... I was thinking about that. I'm like, food, good. I guess it doesn't really rhyme. But they both have a double O. Anyway, I always thought I was thanking him for the lettuce. Because <laughs> lettuce, thank him for our food. <laughs> and we ate salad a lot. So I was, I was thanking him for the lettuce. You've never told me the story. That's really funny. <laughs> 
anyway. <laughs> so great. Let us aside. Um, <laughs> but then at night, um, we would always say bedtime prayers, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a rehearsed poem like at mealtime. Um, it was more a relationship. And I actually, even as a child, struggled with a lot of like fear and anxiety. And I remember my mom got me a book of prayers. It was like little girl's book of prayers. And I actually still have it. Um, just to help me kind of guide me in different things to say, because I was scared, but I didn't know how to verbalize it. And so it was actually super helpful to me because I was able to go to the page that was like, when I'm scared of, of storms or Mm -hmm. when I'm scared that I'm going to be kidnapped, it was Mm -hmm. like things that little girls are actually afraid of in this book. Um, it also had prayers for like thinking thanking him for your siblings or thanking him for your mommy and daddy and things like that. I got Cadence a similar book several years ago and it is really cool. She loves it. She absolutely loves it. Um, So that was kind of my first experience with prayer that I remember when I was little. I also remember, and I shared this at Life Group, but I remember our church had a prayer room, Mm kind of like what we have here, but it was open all day, every day, like 24 seven. And they tried to fill it every single hour of the day with someone in there praying for Mm -hmm. the prayer requests that people had submitted. And I remember my parents going and um, doing that and being a part of that. And my dad, you know, remember it was a weekly thing. Like I'm going to the prayer room and just seeing that example of how important prayer was to my parents as a kid, just really um, left a mark on me. And I think influenced me in a really just positive way about how prayer is something that we do, um, to build our relationship with God and that he listens and that it's important as a Christian and just all of those things. So yeah, I had, that was kind of my experience as a kid with prayer. Yeah. You had a good, a good foundation. Yes, for sure. That's for good. sure. What about you? <sighs> I didn't think I was going to have to answer this, so I didn't really think about it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, I Sorry think, about um, that. <laughs> as long as I can remember, like as long as I can think back, I remember praying especially before bed and before meals um I think I as I got like older so not like little kid but as like my parents stopped necessarily like leading me through prayer and it was kind of me praying on my own I remember feeling thinking like what's the point mm-hmm. um and we'll talk about this more later as far as like challenges with prayer but I remember thinking like God knows my thoughts like God knows everything. Like, what's the point? And I think that was a, that was a a big challenge for me in like middle school and stuff. And just thinking, I don't really understand the point of prayer. And I wish I would have maybe communicated that better with Mm -hmm. my parents or with church or whatever. Um, Because I feel like that has led me as an adult to kind of not have as strong of a grounding and foundation in prayer as I wish I would have. Just because I didn't understand it um, as a kid that much. I will say, though, I think when I um, did pray, it was usually out of a, I can't find my shoes. God, help me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yes. a, more of like a last resort kind mm-hmm. of thing. And and my uh, hope and my prayer <laughs> for this <laughs> episode is that um, if that is kind of where you're at in your prayer life as a last ditch effort kind of thing, that hopefully this will encourage you and um, just give you some ideas and some practical ways to grow in prayer so that we can um, have a really like thriving prayer life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. As we were talking about this episode, I think both of us were a little bit intimidated Mm -hmm. because prayer can seem like this really deep spiritual thing. And it 
is, but at the same time, we realize that we just kind of want to cover the basics mm-hmm. and just kind of for the people like us that just need to learn how easy it is to just communicate with God and kind of get back to those basics. Um, I think that that was part of our purpose in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like we could probably do a whole series on prayer and the different kinds of prayer and all the theology behind it. But our purpose in this episode is just to be a reminder to ourselves and to you that it's all about a relationship with God and he wants to hear you talk to him. So, um, Erin, do you have a fun fact for us about prayer? You always like your fun your <laughs> fun do. facts. I love fun facts. Well, um, we were just trying to think of like where are some good places in scripture where we see a lot of prayer, and we have a ton coming for you. But I thought this was a fun fact that the next to last verse in the Bible, which is Revelations 22, 20, is actually a prayer. That's cool. So That's it ends cool. with prayer. There is prayer all over the Bible, so it's really neat. So we thought that we would kind of approach this by talking about challenges with prayer Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people know, and I was actually listening to a sermon this morning and he said in it, he said, I don't think any Christian would argue with the fact that you know you're supposed to pray. Right. The Bible says you're supposed to pray. Right. And so we know that that is a thing that we're supposed to do, but we all come up with excuses Mm -hmm. and reasons that we don't want to pray or feel like we can't pray. So we decided to kind of approach it from that and kind of debunk some of these common excuses or obstacles. (laughs) So what would you say is our first challenge with prayer? Um, I think, and this is what I talked about, like when I was younger, I struggled with this is like, why do we pray if God knows everything? And I think that's super common. Um, This was a big thing um, for my husband as well. Like, what's the point? You know, God knows everything. And so um, let's kind of tackle that. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think one of the reasons that we should pray, even if God knows everything, I mean, Jesus set this example for us. In Luke 5, 16, it says, he himself would often slip away into the wilderness and pray. So if prayer was something that was important for Jesus. Who was one with God. Who was one with God. (laughs) I mean, you can't get any closer to God than that then it's important for us. So I think that that's one of the first things that we can think about is Jesus set this example for us. So if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for us. Yeah. And that makes me think like just on a real practical um, relationship type level, like if think about your kids or your husband or someone you're close with, like, don't you want them to talk to you? Like, even if I know what my kids are thinking or I know what my husband's thinking or whatever it is, I still want them to tell me. It's like, I think about this all the time. Your husband, you know, he loves you, but don't you still want to hear it? Like, I want to hear it every day. Like, I know he thinks I'm beautiful, but I want to hear it again. Like, (laughs) tell me I'm pretty. Tell Tell me me I'm pretty. (laughs) That's true. I think it's the same with God. Like, God wants us to come with our hearts to Mm him, just like we want our kids or our spouses to come mm-hmm. to us. Also think about how, I mean, like you said, I mean, we know our husbands love us. We know our husbands think we're beautiful, but the more they tell us and the more they talk to us, the closer it draws us mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think about that, like that intimacy with God, like the more we talk to him and the more conversations we have with him, the more intimate we're going to be yeah. with him. Yeah. And the more our hearts are going to align with his and our desires are going to align with his. And so it's just, it's really a gift yeah. that we're given to yep. be able to communicate with him and to be able to pray. Um, so John Piper has a good quote. He said, it's, it 
It is a human act that God has ordained and which he delights in because it reflects the dependence of his creatures upon him. He has promised to respond to prayer, and his response is just as contingent upon our prayer as our prayer is in accordance with his will. And we'll talk about this a little bit more, but that's just a good good old Piper quote. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good point, too, is that prayer a lot of times is, like you said, aligning our heart with his will. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a lot about our hearts more than our words. So yes. that sounds kind of weird, but it's, it's more about us coming to him in, um, humility and mm-hmm. putting him at his right place and mm-hmm. coming with confession and us understanding how dependent we are on him and just our heart shifting to a place of uh, gratitude and reminding ourselves of the gospel. And that mm-hmm. prayer is a wonderful avenue to make that happen. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, so, I think that kind of leads us to the second point mm-hmm. that and the second obstacle that we think about when we think about prayer. And this is a tough one, but something I know I've questioned a lot, something I think Aaron's questioned a lot is, does prayer actually change the way God acts? What do you think? I think this is super complicated. And I think you can read uh, the Bible as a main source, but I think you can read also if you dig deeper into some commentaries and you can see arguments on both sides. If we look at examples of, um, I mean, Moses or, um, who am I thinking of? And has, is it Hezekiah or Ezekiel? I think it's Ezekiel. Um, we talked about it in a previous episode. I'm pretty sure. And, um, personally, and like, like I said, we are not the ultimate on no. any of this. We have not exhausted all resources. This is something that if it's interesting to you, like dig deep into your word and dig deep into um, hearing different takes on it. But personally, I believe that um, God does not change. We talked about that when we talked about his attributes, that he's immutable. And so he cannot change his mind. It's, you know, foreordained from the beginning of time. And that um, our prayer is more about our hearts aligning to his will. Right. So I would say that um, it, when it looks like God is changing his mind in scripture, it's more about he already knew that was going to be his decision and that it took that heart change in the person that is praying to him to to align his will with God's will. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And I think this quote, um, the Piper quote I read earlier, kind of went along with this, but this quote by R.C. Sproul is really good too. And this just kind of summed it up for me as I was kind of struggling with this Mm -hmm. this week, you know, just thinking it through and, and knowing in my head what I believe. I believe that God is immutable. I believe the Bible says that. I believe he foreordains things. I believe all these things. I believe he's sovereign overall, but sometimes it's still hard. Okay, where does prayer fit in with that? And what about these verses where it appears that Moses changes God's mind Mm -hmm. or whatever? But I love, um, love this. So it says the scripture teaches both the sovereign for ordination of God and the F <laughs> I knew I was gonna, <laughs> I can't say this word. Um, efficacy of prayer. The two are not inconsistent with one another for God ordains the means as well as the ends for his divine purposes. Prayer is a means God uses to bring his sovereign will to pass. So I love that. So he's saying basically that he ordains our prayers Mm -hmm. as well as his will that he's bringing to pass. And 
I've listened to several sermons and read several articles. John Piper has a really good article on this. Matt Chandler has some good sermons. And so we will link all of these in the show notes um, because that's where we've we've taken a lot of our information from. But um, I think it was Matt Chandler that was talking about and or maybe it was Piper. I don't know one of the two. <laughs> they, they were talking about what a gift it is mm-hmm. to to have the gift of prayer and to be used uh, for our prayers to be the means that God uses to yeah. fulfill his will. Mm-hmm. Like that's just such a gift yeah. um, for that. And he foreordained that from the very beginning. So that's kind of our um, belief. And that's the way we believe that the Bible says prayer is as far as like changing God's mm-hmm. mind about things. Mm-hmm. We don't believe that God changes his mind. We think he's immutable. Um, but like Aaron said, if you're, if this is something that um, you're really interested in and you want to know about, dig into it yourself, dig in, find those resources, those commentaries, you know, reach out to us and we can tell you some good resources. Um, so yeah. What would you say the third um, obstacle to prayer is? Um, I think, uh, another obstacle is that a lot of people find it intimidating. And um, I can relate to this one. I think a lot of times we assume that there's a certain way to do it. And if you don't know the certain way, then just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And that could not be farther from the truth. Um, I think also there's this kind of idea um, within the church at large, not church specifically, but church at large, um, or just in Christianity at large, that everybody knows what they're doing. So just mm-hmm. pretend like you know what you're doing or just don't ask. Like, I think it's the same when it comes to reading your Bible. Yeah. Everybody assumes, everybody knows exactly how to study or approach the word. And so if I ask, I'm going to look not Christian, or I think it's mm-hmm. the same with prayer. And um, I hope that that, that kind of stigma of, asking and saying, I don't know how to do this Mm -hmm. goes away. Mm -hmm. Um, because there are so many of us that could grow in something, but we don't think we can ask about it. We think we just have to keep pretending like we know what we're doing. Um, but when we look at prayer specifically, um, we can ask the question, is there a right or wrong way to do it? And what do you think about that? Um, I think the, there's only a few wrong things about mm-hmm. prayer. And number one would be if you're praying to anybody other than God. Yeah. That's called idolatry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, the other thing is what you kind of already addressed earlier. It's about where your heart is. Mm-hmm. You want to come to God in humility and with reverence. Um, and so it's all about your heart. I don't think there's a wrong place, a wrong time, wrong words, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Um, I think it's all about your heart. And so I think it is important that your heart's in the right place. Um, but beyond that, I don't really think there's any wrong way to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were talking about asking questions about how to pray, um, Matt Chandler in the sermon earlier was talking about how when the disciples came to Jesus in Mm -hmm. Matthew six and Jesus tells them how to pray with the Lord's prayer Mm -hmm. and Jesus could have said, dude, like y'all have been with me for a long time now. (laughs) Like, why are you just now asking how to pray? That's a good point. But he didn't. Mm -hmm. He responded gracefully and said, okay, I'll show you how to pray. Yeah. And, um, so I think we're actually going to walk through a little bit of the Lord's prayer because that's the example that Jesus gave us. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's a good example, but yeah, I think that, I think that the important part of prayer is, is really your heart. 
Yeah, I mean, we we see that exactly where you're talking about, about in the Lord's Prayer. If you look at the verses right before it, I'm turning my Bible, so if you hear the pages, that's why. Um, the verses right before it, when we're talking about, is there a wrong way to pray? Jesus says, as you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. So he also gives us some examples of how not to pray, not in a way of legalism or right. to intimidate or make it seem hard, but he's just pointing to their heart. Mm-hmm. So it says in um, Matthew 6, 5, when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. for They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Um, I say to you, they have received their reward. So he's saying, look, they're doing it to be seen by others. So that doesn't mean don't pray corporately or don't pray out loud. What he's saying is the purpose of their prayer is to be seen. And so I think that's one way we can say a wrong way to pray would be to pray just to be seen by Mm -hmm. others. Um, But I agree. Beyond that, I don't think there's wrong way. You can't say too much, can't say too Mm -hmm. little, can't say the wrong word. I mean... um, I hope that kind of is encouraging that that there we agree that there's not really a wrong way. God's not going to be like, no, that didn't sound good. Could you try that again? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not yep. his heart. He's not going to be like that. And if we look to Jesus as the example in the scriptures, um, we see that he shows us by example that there's no wrong time to pray. Um he, we see him pray early in the morning in Mark 1, 35. We see him pray at night in Matthew 14, 23. We see him pray alone. We see him pray with others. Um, he prayed all night in Luke 6, 12. He prayed over meals. Um, I guess that's where we get the idea to pray over meals. For your lettuce. <laughs> For your lettuce. <laughs> um, so we see from his example, there's no certain time of the day. There's no only in your room or only in front of people. Like he gives us all different types of prayer. And I think he did that intentionally. So we don't say, Oh, Jesus only prayed in the morning. I'm only going to pray in the morning. No, we see it's a all times a day, all different circumstances, all different places. Um, and I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. And that should be encouraging and, uh, lead us in our prayers. I think there's one other big obstacle that I can think of right now. And that is how a lot of times people feel like they're not worthy enough yeah. to pray yeah. to a holy and righteous God. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's big and he's holy and he's good and he's all the attributes that we've talked about. And we're not. And we're not. Right. And that can be intimidating. And so um, I just wanted to read this verse and then we're going to break it down a little bit. It is Psalm 34, 17. And it says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. So you might read that and say, righteous. Well, I'm not righteous. But let's take it back to the gospel when we had those episodes and we talked about the gospel. And no, you're not righteous, but Jesus has imputed his righteousness onto you. And he died on the cross for your sins. God no longer sees how sinful and how unrighteous you are, but he sees Jesus's righteousness. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's saying in that verse is that we can pray to God the Father because of Jesus's righteousness Mm -hmm. that has covered us. His blood has covered our sins and we can pray now because of that. Right. Like, so when Jesus died, the veil was torn mm-hmm. and now we have access to God through Jesus is Christ. Jesus is Christ. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Blood, Blood. and atonement and yes. righteousness through yes. that. I think that's a really good point. And that um, kind of can transition us to 
to some practical tips on how to pray. But I think since we're talking about the gospel, that's a good place to start because I think the gospel has to form our prayers. Mm -hmm. And um, if we don't know where to start in prayers, I think the gospel is a really great place to start. Like just Mm -hmm. pray to God, the gospel, Mm -hmm. like God, thank you that you are righteous and you are holy and I am not. And thank you for sending your son and just starting with the gospel. Mm -hmm. Then we'll kind of lead your prayers into where they need to go. Yeah. And I think depending on your personality, some people are really good at just, you know, talking and talking and talking to Mm -hmm. God and having this conversation. And then other people might need a little bit more of a guide and something that apparently a lot of people grew up learning. I did not. So it must not be a Southern Baptist thing, (laughs) but, um, is the acrostic acts. Um, and it stands for adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And I started teaching this to my girls last year, just because I think that so many times when we come to God, it's kind of like Aaron was talking about earlier, Lord, help me find my shoes, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like a genie in a bottle type of yeah, type yeah. of thing. You know, it's just spouting off these help me, help me, help me. I need, I need, I need. And he wants to hear our cries and he wants to hear the desires of our hearts. Absolutely. But that's not the only thing we can mm-hmm. pray. We can, you know, pray adoration, praise, praise him for all the attributes that we've talked about. Praise him for um, just anything that he has given has given you and who he is. Um, the confession piece of it, that's hard. Yeah. That's really hard. I don't like that part. But no, it's not fun. <laughs> but, you know, it's important yeah. to to realize how much we need him. Thanking him, like Aaron said, thanking him for sending his son to die on the cross for us, for all the little things that happen throughout the day, the good parking spot. We were mm-hmm. talking about that earlier. You know, just thank him for things. So if you need a little bit more structure, I think this is a good place to start, but it is definitely not the only way to pray. Yeah, you and forgot the S. Oh, supplication. <laughs> that's the genie in the bottle thing. You don't need to remind people yes. that. We already do that <laughs> We part. do that. Exactly. That's the supplication. That's the, you know, the asking, mm-hmm. the petitioning yeah. um, to God for things. And I, I, you know, it's like, I know I keep referring to a sermon, but Matt, Chandler's sermon was really good on this. And he talked about in the Lord's Prayer, which we're going to read here in a minute, how um, Jesus bounced back and forth between praise and petition, praise Mm -hmm. and petition. And and between seeing God for who he is and like praising him for who he is, but also realizing how depraved we are and how much we need God, that leads to this confession. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of this natural process as you're talking to God and as you're pouring your heart out to him. And Matt said, you know, if you come directly to God and say, Lord, help me with such and such, or I'm asking you to heal so-and-so, like he's not going to stop and say, wait a second, tell me how holy I am first. Mm -hmm. Like he, he doesn't care about the ACT or ACTS acrostic like he didn't care about that um so you don't that's not don't get caught up in um being legalistic about that or anything but it is just a good reminder to praise him Mm -hmm. then that's what prayer is for too prayer is also for praise and thanksgiving and confession and just all of that together yeah i think a lot of um when thinking about like practical ways to pray and stuff like that. I think a lot of this also depends on your upbringing. If you were raised in a church that prayer was very much structured and memorization and you didn't get to say what you wanted to say, you had to say what you were told to say. I think sometimes you might, you know, 
go the opposite direction mm-hmm. and not want to do anything that's any sort right. of bit structured. Right. So it's kind of finding mm-hmm. a place where you feel like this is a good place for mm-hmm. you to communicate with God. And um, I like the helpful hints of mm-hmm. Acts. It reminds me, it keeps me on. And I do actually, I didn't talk about this when I was a kid, but my dad did teach me Acts. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually, I don't know if it originated here, but I think it's from BS from Bible Study Fellowship. Oh, okay. That yeah, makes sense. Because that's, I think, where my dad taught me yeah. it from. Um, but I do. I like I like being reminded because I don't like to confess. And so sometimes it makes me think, you know, mm-hmm. think through the acts and go, oh, yeah, I'm going to confess that. Um, and just a couple things on what you talked about. I think maybe defining the difference between adoration and thanksgiving is helpful. So I, in my yeah. mind, I think of it as adoration and praise is God for who he is. Yeah. Praising and adoring him for his attributes, mm-hmm. for who he is, not what he's done for you. Right. So praise is who he is. And then Thanksgiving would be um, what he's done him for, for what you. he's done yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I think can that's get kind of muddy. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, now we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Like Casey mentioned earlier, um, the disciples came to Jesus and were like, hey, show us how to do this. And Jesus was like, okay, I'll help you. Um So he says, and I'm just going to read it straight through and then we'll kind of break it down. He says, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I don't know why I'm reading it like I don't already have it memorized. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sorry. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven those our debtors. Oh, I don't know it apparently. As we has forgiven our debtors. You learned it in King James. That's why. Oh, that's that's right. That's right. And lead us not into <laughs> temptation, but deliver us from evil. I actually was thinking of a, the, the girls learned it this year at preschool. Oh, they memorized yeah. it. And they, theirs was Probably harder. NIV. It said, no, it said transgressions. Oh, and, yeah. and I remember they, they don't say it right. It's super cute. Oh, I should have recorded <laughs> we it. We should have had them record it. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do that because, it, or I'll just take a video of it and put it on our Instagram. Go look at our Instagram yeah. if you haven't yes. yet. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the way they say it is just really cute. They try to say transgressions and it's sweet. But anyway, okay. So we see here and um, we're going to spend a little time here in that just those first couple words. So it starts out with our father. And the reason that this is so important is that when we pray, we're praying, um, we're praying to God, obviously, but we're praying to him as our father. So we're not praying to him as... um, our landlord or anything like that. We have to have a right view of who he is. And that all comes back to our study of the attributes. Yep. Um, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that. We have a whole episode on, I would say two different ones would be appropriate for that. The, how God's intimate mm-hmm. and how he's also our good father. Yeah. yeah. I think both kind of address that. Totally. Totally. Um, like, for example, talking about that episode about how he's infinite and intimate, uh, that shapes our prayers because if we know him as infinite but also as intimate, we bring that reverence like we talked about in that episode and that um, that he loves us intimately. So when we come to him and say, our father, we're praying knowing that he cares, mm-hmm. that yep. he wants to listen, that we're not a bother to him. Exactly. Yep. Um, so just knowing who he is is going to shape the rest of our prayers. And... Um, I think a really good thing to think about this is that our prayers are not built on us as a foundation. Our prayers are built on God and his sovereignty and his character and his um, attributes like what we talked about. That's the foundation of Mm -hmm. our prayer. 
not we're not our attributes or our goodness or our anything about us. It's built on the foundation of who God is. Um, and we see as it goes on, then we see the same similar um, ideas. It has adoration in here. Hallowed be your name. Um, it has confession. It has um, supplication or requests or however you want to call that. Give us this day our daily yeah. bread. Um, we see all of that throughout this prayer. We've done some work on this in, um, I think it was in that episode about how God is infinite and intimate. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to know more about that, you can always go back and listen to that. But I think just the fact that Jesus put in here, God put in here sovereignly that we'd be able to read this example Mm -hmm. of Jesus's answer of what prayer should be like is so cool. It is. It is. And I like, I think my favorite part of the Lord's prayer is where it says your kingdom come, your will be done Mm -hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. And I just love that because it is that reminder that we're talking about how our desires and our will to line up with his. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately what we want. And it makes me think Tim Keller said, oh, goodness, I meant to have this pulled up. He said, (laughs) if we knew all that God knows, we would answer our prayers in the same way God does. Right. It's ultimately, he answers our prayers for our best. He wants our best for us. And so he is, we want our will to align with this. Yeah. I think too, just if this is seeming like, ah, I don't know how to pray the Lord's prayer or follow this acts. Um, I think just as an encouragement, start where you are. And, um, as you grow in your walk with the Lord, your prayers are going to grow too. Mm -hmm, So, you know, if you're at a place where you're just can come to the Lord and, you know, just cry out to him, then start there, start there. And, you know, in your prayers, ask for God to help you grow your prayers. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a cool thing to be able to do. And God will want to do that. So Mm -hmm. he will help you. And I think it's just like anything else with our walk with the Lord. Like when we first start to read our Bible, it's really intimidating and overwhelming. But the more we do it, the more comfortable Mm -hmm. we get with it. And the Lord grows us in maturity. And the same thing's going to happen with our prayers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite verses, which I've mentioned before that my favorite chapter in the whole Bible is Romans eight. But one of my um, favorite verses in that is Romans eight 26. And it says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit helps. um, But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Mm -hmm. So when we don't even know what to pray, Mm -hmm. the spirit can intercede for us. How cool is that? And that's just a cool feeling, you know, it's cool to think about how we can just sit before the Lord and be like, I don't know what to pray right now help me, you know, um, and the spirit will intercede for us. Yeah. I actually did that last night. Now that I think about it, Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't do, do I pray for patience? Do I pray for never pray for patience? I know. I I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes we just don't know and Mm -hmm. we want our hearts to align with his, but we don't know what that is. And so, yeah. The fact that the Bible says, I gotcha. Yeah. I take care of you. Like that just, that brings so much peace. I think a good place to start too is, um, where you definitely can't go wrong is praying scripture. Yes, for sure. And that can be intimidating sometimes, but I think, um, if you're worried about saying the wrong things, you can't do that if right. you're praying scripture. You know that that's what God wants because it's his word. Yeah. And so, so. maybe we can just give an example real quick because, um, 
it might seem weird. And I think you could take uh, Psalms would be mm-hmm. a good place to start or yeah. maybe one of the letters, one of Paul's mm-hmm. letters, Ephesians or something like that would be a good place. Um, I think Psalms just start at the very beginning. Yeah, that's what start I was going to say. Psalm one. Psalm 1 is a great place to start. Yeah. For sure. um, or Psalms 23, you know, I mm-hmm. walk through the valley. Um, we're both trying to turn to our Bibles right now. <laughs> we should have this already. Okay. So if you're, let's just take one verse. So it says, well, let's not start with one because that doesn't, that's not as fun. But it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. And then verse two, we'll go with that. Yeah. It says, but the, the, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does prospers. So to turn that into a prayer, it's simple. All you would do is pray the words of the scripture, but asking of the Lord. So dear Lord, let my delight be in your law. Help me, Lord, to meditate on your word day and night. Help me to be a tree. Help me to be planted by you, God. Help me to yield fruit in its season. Help me to not wither. You, I mean, you can expand on it as much as you want. You can read straight through the scripture. Um, However, you feel the Lord leading you, but I think Psalms is a is a good place to start. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful place to start, for sure. So we hope that you've gained some knowledge about prayer. We are learning about all of this right along with you, and I think like many of you, we have prayed our whole lives, but we can always um, grow in that spiritual discipline and. Yeah, so that's our prayer for you is just that um, you're constantly seeking to grow in this area and grow mm-hmm. closer to the Lord and um, seek what he wants for your life. Yeah, um, we have a good quote to end here um, from Systematic Theology. It says, praying in humble dependence indicates that we are genuinely convinced of God's wisdom, love, goodness, and power. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, and most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.